today on Bridges, we are going to talk about something that we all need and probably don't get enough of, and that subject is rest. Let's face it, there is so much noise in this world today. It can be hard to get some space for quiet and to get the rest that we also need. So today on Bridges, we're going to be talking about rest. I'm Monica Schmelter. I hope that you can study along in the Bible with us. And my special guest today is Michael Utz. And Michael, so good to have you back on Bridges. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, uh, we're going in a new direction with Bridges, and that's really to study the Bible. And I just think in this world of so much noise and so much uncertainty, the Bible is the best place to be. There are answers there that I didn't know were there, yeah. though I knew the verses or I knew you face things in life and you don't realize that the Bible has the answers for that. And it's just a place of comfort that you can go to. Yes. And I think if we approach our study of the Bible as a look, as a space for comfort, as a space to dwell in God's love, instead of it's just another have to that we have to do, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I have to do the Bible study. I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's not have to, it's really get to. And there is so much noise in the world. And sometimes, Michael, I cause my own noise. I mean, I'm the fault of it, right? I'm letting all that in. But so many people watching, and probably you and I included, there are times we're just not getting the right kind of rest. The pace that we go at today, the news cycles that we get hit with, mm -hmm. and we pay attention to all these things, whether it's family or work or uh or the news and what's going around. And they're all things we should be paying attention to, but we get so busy taking care of all of those things, we lose that rest that's yeah. available to us. And I, I think we're gonna talk about Psalm 23 today. Yeah. And I, I'm very excited because it, we talked about the fact that it's related to death so often. And my mm -hmm. grandparents had it on the back of a <laughs> bookmark that I have somewhere. but. It never became real. I had my daughter memorize it, and I don't remember why, but, but it was part of her growing up. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until the last year or so when I stopped and started really paying attention to the words in it that I started going, there's comfort here and there is rest available. Yeah, and we need that. And so even when you and I were talking about doing this Bridges show and you mentioned Psalm 23, the first thing I thought is, you know, I've heard that like at a lot of funerals, Michael, I. I don't know that I've ever looked at it in terms of rest. Mm -hmm. But then as I read it, and rest is all over the place in here, and peace, does, peace is all over the place. So tell me what you've learned as you've dug into this scripture. Well, I'm going to take you to last year. And you know last year that I lost my job. Mm -hmm. After 18 plus years with the company, I was let go. And uh, I've found a job since then. And I'm very thankful for all of that. But during that time, I would go to bed at night and my mind would still be, I didn't put out enough resumes today. I didn't contact enough people. I need to get more people on LinkedIn. I've got to get more people. I had to make more contacts and I couldn't go to sleep at night. And so God just put this on my heart and I would lay there at night and I'd, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And I started thinking about that. And so that brought me peace. Yeah. Then another night I'd lay there and I, the Lord is my shepherd. Why do I need a shepherd? I control these things. This is me. <laughs> I'm, I'm in charge. Then the Lord is my shepherd. 
Why is there a shepherd? Well, there's a flock. In this case, I'm thinking of sheep. And they are stubborn and stinky and obnoxious. And hey, this is me. I need a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, a, a German shepherd at home. And I often will tell her to quit shepherding me because she will try and turn me where she wants to go. <laughs> and I find that I fight against God that same way. And mm-hmm. so the Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. I shall not want. Why did I need a shepherd? I needed someone to turn me away from trouble, to turn me away from worry, to turn me towards his plan for me. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with Psalm 23 out of finding out who that shepherd is. Yeah. And that, so I think what you're saying is so right. And it's, I know it's happened to me in reading the Bible. It's like you've heard it so much and you read it so much. It's just like, well, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Well, what in the world does that mean? Mm-hmm. I get everything I want, right? Right. I shall not want. I want a bigger 70-inch screen TV because I want to watch this show in big. Absolutely. You need two of those. That's a need, Michael. Absolutely. I want a new car for my wife. Mm -hmm. I want, I I shall not want. Mm -hmm. I am good. Mm -hmm. And that is just not what it says at all. He will take care of your needs. He will provide. I can go to bed at night knowing that even if I lose my job tomorrow, God is going to provide for my family. I don't know what that'll look like. It may not, it will not, would not look like what I think it should be, but he has control over it and I can rest in that. I'm so glad that you shared that example of having lost your job and just what goes along with that. You know, we're people. If you've been at a job for 18 years, that's what you've done for 18 plus years, that job, those people, and to have that taken from you. Mm -hmm. And, And your identity is so tied, or at least mine is, in, in the people who look up to me, the people who rely on me. And I'm not just talking in work standards. I've built relationships with people, and those relationships are now broken. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I can very easily beat myself up for not putting myself in a better position to be able to stay on, not being able to. But it's not my responsibility to do that. Right. This was the plan from the beginning. It didn't surprise God. He knew exactly what was coming and probably warned me about it a couple of years ago and gave me other avenues to get out and I failed to walk <laughs> away. So. Because that happens too, because we are compared, right, to sheep. Yes. And, you know, I've looked at sheep and how sheep live and how sheep respond and sheep are not real smart. So when we get this example here, right, it's quite telling. They don't see all that well. And only see, you know, a few feet ahead of them. Think about that in comparison to us. Why, why are we not resting? Well, part of it is we want to see farther than we can see. I, I want the answers to all the questions. Yes. Um, you know, we've talked about being problem solvers. We're the ones who want to just be able to do it within ourselves. We don't need to rely on God, but mm-hmm. I so desperately need yeah. to rely on him more. Yeah. I've even found sometimes, Michael, that not only do I think I've got this, and I don't invite God into the equation, I almost in my small mind think, I'm going to make God really proud here. Like I'm going to just buck up and do this and he's going to be just so proud. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410.
I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Instead of just saying, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't see the next step. Please help me. But that is not my first response. My first response as a fixer is to fix it. I just want to make everybody happy. I just when all the problems go away and then I laugh at myself because I think, well, that's what an unrealistic expectation on fallen planet Earth. We want to we want to do good things for God. Yeah, we do. And I know he is pleased when we do that within his mm-hmm. will. But even within worship, you know, he, he's looking for worshipers who worship him in spirit right. and in truth. Right. And, you know, I, I remember starting in the 90s and going to Promise Keepers and worshiping. And I meant these people are lifting their hands above their heads. What's wrong with these people? What are this going on? So I remember like lifting my fingers. I'm like, OK, I'll, I'll worship you. I'm giving you that much. And uh, I, I, I just watch. Uh, I think it's Tim Hawkins who does the, the window washers and things like that. I'm like, I'm a lot freer in worship today, but now I have to wonder, am I worshiping God? Am I worshiping to be seen? That's the whole thing, right? Because people, we have different motivations and different things happen at different phases of our spiritual maturity. I remember like the night that I gave my heart to Christ, I was in the church where everybody raised their hands and clapped. And I thought, this is like, get me out. Okay, this (laughs) is so weird. It's just... I don't know. I just thought they were crazy. I really thought that. And then I remember after I gave my heart to Christ, you know, a few weeks later, I didn't lift my fingers. I just sort of lifted one hand. I just gave it that little try. Yeah. But you're right. After serving God for so many years, it can become about show and about being seen and everybody see me worshiping God. And that's not rest. Like, that's not pleasing to God either. It's not. I, I'm thinking of Paul, though, because Paul was at rest when he was in, in prison and held back. In There were other people out preaching the gospel, and some of them were doing it out of good motives. And there were others that were not right. doing it out of good motives. And he said, whatever, Christ is being Amen. preached. Amen. And, and I think now that when I can sit in worship where I stand in worship and my daughter is next to me and I watch her hand go up. And maybe some of those times when I was faking it, I was training her. Even though I didn't, wasn't worshiping in spirit and truth, even though I didn't have the right heart, she was learning Mm -hmm. and she learned that this is, I want to be free before God. And she is not held back by what I was held back when I first went, okay, I'll lift my fingers. That's as far as I'm going. Yeah. Because she had you as her father to train her. And none of us as parents get it right 100% of the time. But there's no greater joy than to see our children serve the Lord. Yeah. And that's my responsibility as a shepherd in my family. Yes. But God wants that from me. He wants me to learn from him the way he has done things, the way he's laid it out in his word. Right. And you can't, Michael, shepherd your family if you don't have rest. No. And I think, you know, being the leader of family um, requires God's help. 
Because I would think for a man that that has to be a lot of pressure unless you're totally depending on God. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Yeah. I, I tried to envision that and put that in, into my head. And um, I think of the better pastures, the, the really green meadows, the yes. things we see on television. I don't think of the ones that have the anthills and those <laughs> other things that are, so I need a place to rest. But I think about when I have rested in those kinds of places and I'm just staring at the sun, I'm just the cool airs about me. I mean, we're headed into fall right now. This is a great time to find some of that rest. Yeah. And Jesus offers us that in being our shepherd, just, lay down here, Michael, lay down in your bed and just rest. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for all of us, for me, for all of you that are watching, as we talk about rest, rest is really in so many ways a step of faith. We have to intentionally step away from the cares of the world and what's going on to take that rest. And so I appreciate what you're sharing, like, we, especially when you're unemployed, being in that state of unrest and trying to go to sleep and talking yourself through Psalm 23, so that you can enter rest. I know that I've recently started just, I, I hurry everywhere, you know? Everything is a hurry. It's a long commute to the studio, then I hurry up and bring in all my things to tape the show. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. So I've started just like, okay, I know people are expecting me. I just refuse to hurry. I'm gonna rest in the Lord. I'm still meeting my responsibilities. I've just decided that I'm going to do it in a different way. And that <clears throat> intentional effort brings me to rest. I um, Social media is so much a big part of <laughs> yes. our, our lives now. Yes. And we hear from people, people tell us, you know, this is what I think. And somebody else says, this is what I think. And um, nobody says it in love. Um, one of the things out of my uh, unemployment time that came out was, I shut off social media. Mm -hmm. I removed myself from everything except LinkedIn. And with the purpose of, even with the people I agreed with their opinions, I couldn't stand the way they said it. It hurt my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I found that I just had to pull away from that. And do you know how much peace there was when you exchange you know, the hours of going through my phone and looking at what people that I barely know anymore are mm -hmm. saying and spend some time with God? Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's in prayer, whether it's laying on my bed, whether it's getting up in the morning, just that time or time with my family or time with my dog or time. There is so many better, more restful options. Mm -hmm. And God has given me all of those. Yeah. But I had to be willing to set one of something down and say, I'm just not going to be connected in here right. anymore. Because the message of we can do it all and we can have everything and do, you know, that we can do all the things and that that's expected, that's an unrealistic expectation. There's really no way that I can think of that a person can work at a full-time job, be connected to social media all the time, and worship God, and grocery shop, and do the laundry. Like, seriously, there aren't that many hours in the day to do all of that. There's not. And you talked about being hurried coming to work. And like I have my routine. I'm a yeah. person who's just going from one thing to the next mm -hmm. in the morning. And uh, I think that routine is good, but sure. it also has downfalls. Uh, but I used to travel for work. And one of the places I used to get to stay was down in my sister's house. 
uh, and she was on Lake Harding in Alabama. And I remember getting up in the morning, they, they ran a restaurant and were up late at night. So I get up in the morning, I'd be by myself and I would leave from there to go to work and never get to see them in the morning. But I would sit there on their back porch and I would look over this perfectly still lake. Yeah. He leads me beside still waters. I don't think I ever understood that phrase until I think of that lake. There wasn't a ripple. Mm -hmm. It was just pure glass and the reflection off of it. You'd see the sky or the houses across. He leads me beside still waters, that rest that comes with, there's not a ripple in the world. Yeah. And you think about still waters and that his desire for us is that we have that stillness. Mm -hmm. And we can have that stillness even in the midst of when we have a routine and hurry, but we have to practice that away from the hurry in order to really lean into what that feels like. Like now that I've been making more intentional efforts to lean into this is the stillness of God. And so when I'm overwhelmed at work or can't figure out what to get from the grocery store, just all the things that happen and people that expect me to answer them right that second. And even though I love them, like I, I just can't but I can enter that stillness. I can enter that rest. Last year before I started my new position, a friend of mine lent me a couple of his kayaks and I took my daughter out and we went and kayaked around for a while, but I went a day by myself and I'm just kayaking across this lake and I got into a cove and I stopped. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped and worshiped there. You know, no worship music, no worship, just, just me and God and watched the water just still, become still in front of me. And I just think that we forget to get alone, to get to a place where he can just stop and talk to us. Yeah, yeah. We, and we have to make ourselves available to enter his rest, it is our decision. And I hope as you join us today and we're studying the subject of rest and looking at Psalm 23, that you'll make some space in your life because it, this is a benefit to you to enter his rest. There's too much noise, there's too much uncertainty in this world today. And I believe that God is calling us as his children out of love for us to be still, to rest. And for me, that's probably one of the biggest challenges because I'm just a really hard worker. I'm always wanting to go here, there and everywhere and just do things, but rest. He calls to us to rest. And I want to read, Michael, just a couple of these pas uh, passages. And you've been reciting them out of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right, path, right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. He restores my soul. Yeah. He makes it all new. Yeah. And when I'm new, I don't have the baggage that I carried into this conversation. That's right. I don't have the weight of the world sitting on me. Mm -hmm. I am not concerned about the opinions of the world about what I share. 
he has my soul. Yes, yes. Think of all the things that he says here. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, then we need to understand we will walk through dark valleys. We, we are not going to get through this scot-free. No. The rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. Yes. It says this over and over yes. again that you yes. can expect trials right. and uh, of many kinds. Uh, they hated him. They're going to hate you, Michael. They're like, okay, yeah. I get this. Yeah, it's and so when crazy. it's dark and we're walking through that valley, what I love is that we're still walking, mm-hmm. right? And that he's with us. And it's not just anybody that's with us. This is the creator of the universe who gave his life for us willingly. He's with us. You know, when I think about your journey of having lost your job and all that would mean to anybody, but especially, you know, as a husband and as a dad and that you had worked for 18 plus years at a place and you knew that routine, that had to be a dark valley for you. It was. I was scared. Um I take great responsibility in providing for my family, though God has told me over and over again, I will provide. Mm-hmm. I will take care of this for you. Um, I I've remember listening to a radio show where they used to say, you know, you have to pray as though everything depends on God and work as though everything <laughs> depends on you. Yeah. And uh, I, I probably try and live that one out mm-hmm. uh, and leaning more on the work side. Yeah. Uh, but I remember finding peace in hunting for a job. I was reading about all these people who'd put out, what they said thousands of resumes to mm-hmm. X number of companies over X number. I probably put out 25 or 30 over a six month period of time. And God gave me comfort in that. Though everybody else seemed to be doing something else, he's, this is the way you're going to do mm-hmm. it. And you're gonna connect this way. Yeah. And that's important for us to understand that in our dark valleys, he doesn't all lead us exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. For some people, it may be, you know, that they need to put out a thousand resumes. For another person, it may be a different track in finding a job or securing employment. And we have to be okay with that, that we, our lives are not meant to be like everybody else's. And even like in things like parenting, some people parent this way, other people parent this way. As long as sin is not happening. Yes. Right? As long as abuse is not happening to these children, um, we need to give people space. They're the parents. God gave those parents those children. So if they're not being abused or neglected, I think we should just be quiet because that's noise too. It is. We all think until we become parents that we could parent better than everybody that's parents. We all think that I had a conversation with a man the other day who is single and he made it very clear that he knew very well what a married life should look like. There and you go. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you might be missing how it is to live together every day. Yeah. And face trials, right? Mm-hmm. Every day together. Yes. All of the things that people do. I remember a very good friend, her firstborn child was just like the perfect child. This child was beautiful. She was compliant. Whatever her mother told her to do, one day she said to me, if I told her to go stand on the corner and not to move, she would stay there for two days until I came back. And I thought, well, that's lovely. If I did that to my kid and he was there for two days, I promise you he would call the National Guard. He would get pizza delivered to the corner. Like, he's not putting up with that. Mm -hmm. And then my friend had her second child. (laughs) And her second child... Um, is beautiful and wonderful, but she was like the wild child. And uh, I, my friend stopped talking like that. You just don't know until you become a parent. 
No, and that's why we stopped at one. <laughs> we have her outnumbered. Let's stay that way. You know, we said the same thing. We've got one perfect kid. We'll just go with it. Yes. <laughs> We're I, thankful. It's okay. I've messed her up plenty, yeah, but yeah. she was the perfect child to begin with. You know, we did exactly the same. But see, we know because we know the journey. It's yes. just like talking about your single friend, knowing all of the married life. And, and he, he or she probably does in a textbook, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I can remember my parents saying to me, like when I was a teenager, well, what about if this happens? Oh, well, then I would just do this and I would just do that. Until I became a real adult and I found out how hard that can be and how much noise that can be and how unrested that I can get in all of that. In those dark valleys, what if you have to choose between bad and worse? Yeah. Which, which one, you know, mm. which one are you going to choose and where's the faith in what your decision mm -hmm. is going to become? Mm -hmm. What, I know that in that unemployment season, you really leaned into this verse, and I'm sure that you still do now. What do you do now as somebody who's gainfully employed and now probably really busy? Um, well, one, I have, like I said, I'm a routine person. Uh, I have a, a choice of where to spend my time, and so at 2.45 in the morning, my alarm goes off. Uh, okay, say that again. At 2.45 in the morning, my alarm goes off. <laughs> and I remember your wife, Melody, she works here. She told me that, and yeah. I thought, 2.45 in the morning. Well, my routine starts then and I labor out of bed and I walk across and I feed the dog and I feed the cat and I empty the dishwasher and I make a cup of coffee. And in 15 minutes, I need to be in the couch upstairs so that I have 45 minutes to do a Bible study before I start my day. And That's amazing. I, I have to do that because if not, I will not be the man that I'm supposed to be. Mm. And if I don't do that over any period of time, it gets worse. And so... That's just a part of the routine. Now, I go through seasons. I've been in one recently, whereas I'm reading, I'm like, do I live up? Am I really saved? I, you ask those same right. questions we all ask yes, at one point do. in time. Yes, we do. But if you keep reading, he'll answer the question for you. Exactly. And it's okay to have those questions and doubts. And I think I'm so glad that you said that because so many people will be like, you know, I, I just not even sure I'm saved. You know, mm -hmm. those questions come up, but as we read the word, we get the answers and he confirms to our heart, yes, you are saved. You're, you're my child. You've got some growing up to do, but <laughs> you're still my child. I still want rest for you. And uh, so you found a routine that works for you. You've committed to that and you see the fruit. You see the benefit. Well, hopefully my family sees that fruit and benefit. Oh, and I'm sure they do. Those around me. But when I lay down at night, if, I have those thoughts about work or have those thoughts about if I could go back to that psalm, mm -hmm. I've done it this week. Amen. I go back to that psalm again and I start fresh and yes. new. And you know, very rarely do I get through the second to third verse in there and I am out. Exactly, because his word brings us rest. We're out of time, but thank you so much for coming today, Michael. We've been talking about rest today. We've looked into Psalm 23. We will have Psalm 23 in the online extras with what we've talked about. So I invite you to go to the website. More than anything though, I encourage you to find a routine that works for you, a sacred space that you can just worship the Lord and rest. God wants us as his children to be well rested. We are out of time. I've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. For more information on today's guest, visit the website on your screen.
don't miss another episode of Bridges. Subscribe to our YouTube channel today where you can find all of Monica's latest teachings. Just visit youtube.com, search Monica Schmelter, and click subscribe. Once subscribed, click the bell icon to get notified when a new episode is available. Thanks for watching Bridges. Don't give in. God's word says you're an overcomer. If you hadn't done blah, 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 this wouldn't have happened. And let me say this to you. If you think that you are in a mess of your own making, you are still an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Prayer changes things. If you need prayer, visit ctntv.org slash prayer today to submit your prayer request. Join the Bridges community on Facebook. Visit Facebook and search for Bridges with Monica. We would love to connect with you. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.